You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Season two, baby. Season two, we're back. Yep. It's been a little bit of a break here, but uh, it was uh, it was a little month off there in January, but we are back and got a great show for you today and a lot of good things to fill you in since we've last got together there is a lot to fill you and i'm alan knight and joined as you know by now by biff lathrop and biff's gonna give us everything we've missed yes i am i'm gonna try we we've been doing a lot you know there's no off season around here we uh we since we were last with you we had to four picard down at wild dunes which is the first day's a parent child event um second day's a junior event and uh, i think we mentioned last time you know we had to turn away so many teams and so yeah. many players that we're going to actually go to two golf courses next year but great news this year uh, had a spectacular weather weekend. Uh, dis- and, and all of December was a pretty good month weather-wise. But uh, uh, Jay and Chris Locker took home the the title in the parent-child portion of the event. They shot a little nine under sixty-one. Good for them. Um, can't beat beat two other teams, Ryan and Robert Bazard and Thomas and Paul Davis. Uh, Paul Davis, one of our board members, that yeah. shot shot sixty-three. So they got a two-shot clear. The Lockers did on on their victory, and then we turned right around and. Did the junior boys the next day, and uh, and the boys twelve to an under. Zim Atkinson shot a yep. little thirty four, yep. and and the boys thirteen to eighteen. Spence Haygood shot a uh, sixty eight, two under par sixty eight, and in the girls thirteen to eighteen year old Emlyn Davis uh, plus seven shot seventy seven. Good playing there, man. Right. I don't like playing my own ball at Wild Dunes. No, there's uh, too much wind. There's too much condos. There's too much a lot of things for for me yeah. down there. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it was good to do that. And then we tried to do our New Year's Eve event at, at Lake Marion, uh, our one-day event, last event of the year, actually. And wouldn't you know, we got weathered out. We mm-hmm. had a we had a terrible storm that came through there. I, mean, it, I looked at the map at one point in time, and the only lightning in the southeast was over the top of Orange, <laughs> of, over the top of Santee. So um, they gave A for effort. The guys got down there and got all the players around. They tried to get out there, but it was just weather-wise, golf course-wise, it didn't work. So uh, sometimes you can't get them all done. Mm-hmm. Um but we came back the next week, and this was not a golf tournament, but you and Alan, you've been part of this with us, our SCGA Golf Day. Yeah, man. Big day we do at Columbia Country Club. It's an opportunity for us to recognize our award winners from the year, our player of the years, uh, and then we also tie in the, the South Carolina Golf Hall of Fame to that day. So it's a little luncheon at Columbia Country Club. Uh, we also do our annual, our annual meeting before we get everything started because we, we got everybody together and you've seen yep. that annual meeting i think we've got it down to, it took us about four and a half minutes this year it's cool um, to watch we're gonna try to go a little faster next year but <laughs> we i do want to i do want to announce we, we we announced our new president we got a new president this year uh, vic hannon did such a great job for us for the last two years and helped us through the covid pandemic and uh, was just really really there every time we needed him and uh on january the 8th at the golf day we inducted uh, jeff cannell came yep. in as as superintendent uh slash president of the South Carolina Golf Association. Good for him. Good for y'all. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> Jeff's got a lot of good ideas. He's very ambitious, um, and he loves this organization. So we're, yep. we're excited to see where we go with him at, at our leadership. Um, but with the Golf Association that day, we announced our Players of the Years for 2021, and Eddie Hargett won his third one in a row as Senior Player of the Year. Kudos, Eddie. And uh, Christian Cease yeah. of the Upstate. You know, did, showed so well at the U.S. Mid-Am. Uh, red-eyed it back to Green Valley for the hour mid-am that weekend. Dernfee didn't come back and win the thing. Good so for him, man. that with a bunch of other top finishes got him a Player of the Year award. 
Our club of the year this year went to Forest Lake uh, for everything they've done for us throughout the years, but specifically in 21, especially that junior championship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incredible. Uh, our Charles Jardy Distinguished Service Award went to our very own John Durst, who's been our secretary for many years for the Golf Association. And uh, John was instrumental in, with his position with the uh, restaurant and uh, tourism yeah. to keep golf alive during the pandemic. And so with, with all his – knowledge and, and people got us in the right direction and we were very very lucky to have him on our team he is a good guy to have he is good and tom fazio serves to golf award i think a lot of people recognize this name mr tommy penley yeah from up in the greenwood area and, and you know serves to golf award that tom fazio award is for individuals that have given back to the game specifically and and, and as importantly in, into the junior ranks and uh lo and behold out of our 10 staff members me included three of them were kind of grew up under golf with Tommy Penley with James yeah. Park and Justin Fleming and, and Michael McKee so yeah that's cool uh, Tommy's Tommy's a great one and then we had our inaugural Rick Miller volunteer of the year award you know Rick Miller was on our board on our foundation board a longtime rules official and we unfortunately he unfortunately passed away last February of 2021 so we started this award for him and uh Paul Manikowski from an upstate longtime rules official yeah one day director course raider Paul's done it all. Yes, he has. Uh, so we're excited to have him. And then we finished the day off, Mr. Gary Shaw from in Merle's Inlet down there on the beach, a uh, longtime PGA member and PGA of America president and PGA of Carolina's president. He's been everything, Mr. Mr. Everything. But yeah, he was he's earlier episode, and I encourage you to go listen to it if you haven't already. He was really good. And poor guy, he had to wait had to wait all this time to get f for COVID so we could get back in here and get this thing done. We pushed our way through it. So yeah. uh, congratulations yeah. to all those who won awards for 2021 and our Hall of Fame inductee, Mr. Gary Shaw. Um, came right back. Golf has kept on going for January, and we did the uh, MLK One Day down at Crowfield, uh, and, and that was kind of the first of our player series that we've told you about with the new junior series that we're doing. Yeah. People got points for that particular series that, that day, and it was brutal. It, the wind was blowing. It was cold. Justin said a starter's table blew over two different times, first time for him. But uh, I think we still ended up with a little over 60 kids out there that, that, that battled the elements and got through. And, and the boys 12 and under, we had a three-way tie at 41. Uh, Zim Atkinson again, we heard his name already, and yeah. Woods Weston. And Shepard Jablon, I believe I probably butchered that, but Shepard uh -huh. got, got in there for a three-way tie. And the girls 12 and under – Carolyn Morris shot a 56 to, to take the first place in that division. Uh, boys 13 to 18, uh, Simon McAllister was a plus 577, took the top spot. And the girls 13 to 18, Allison Lebos was uh, plus 13, shot an 85. And mind you, the, the wind was blowing and the temperatures yeah. were raw, so that's pretty <laughs> good considering all that. Good job to everybody. Uh, we came at the South Carolina Golf Association, came back, and we tried to do a tournament of champions. And Alan, you've heard the stories for years. I know. It's always cold. We've played in some cold weather. We've played in some frozen weather. We've played in snow. You've had a good one here and there, though, right? Two. Okay. Out of 27. That ain't bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the this year's Tournament of Champions, we were watching the weather, and again, for the third week in a row, we had a winter event here in South Carolina, and this happened to be on the coast. And uh, unfortunately, there was no chance to get the golf tournament in this weekend, no matter how much we wanted to. They were covering greens. We had snow on the ground. Um, and then we tried to reschedule it, and with their schedule at TPC, Myrtle Beach, and our schedule, it just didn't work. So, unfortunately, we, we did lose our tournament of champions this year, but we hope to make that up next year, and maybe we'll get lucky with the temperatures and, and have another good event. But yeah. um, and, and not to be said, you know, this, this episode – 
comes out on the seventh, and uh, that the fifth, sixth, and seventh, the SCGA and JGA are rocking and rolling. We got our Junior Heritage this weekend at Sea Pines. That's uh, that's I missed that one. That was that's one of my favorites. One. You know they are already setting up. I got a picture today while they were marking a golf course. They're already setting up for the Heritage with bleachers and what have you around. Wow, the green. really? So, yep. They never did that. Early setup. Yeah. Early setup. Um, and then right across the. The cove? Is it a cove? The bay? <laughs> I'm not sure, but right across. I know it's closer by water than land. Uh, we've got our first two-day player series event at Fripp Island, the Fripp Island Junior Challenge. Uh, they're playing both golf courses over there at Fripp Island this weekend, and yeah. uh, should be fun. I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for this series. Michael McKee's got a, a full calendar slated through uh, October, I believe, one, one for every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this player series is going to hopefully do something and, and be a – uh, advantage to some of these players that are trying to get started and getting into the game and yeah. battlefield promotion their way up to some bigger events. I mean, it's, I was thinking about this yesterday and not even thinking about our conversation, but junior golf in general, okay, and thinking about during my time, and it's still today, the nerves it must take to go show up to your first tournament and try and compete, and right. you're not part of the gang, but I promise you, you stick around long enough, you're part of the family. And you look forward to going to these events. You know what I mean? It happens quick. And another good thing about golf, man. I mean, it's it's you know everybody's out there. So one big old group. I, I know when I first when I changed my position, had to start going to a lot of these junior events or start going to a lot of these junior events. And that was the one thing I, I picked up on real quick was the, uh, the, the 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 commonality with everybody there. And everybody yeah. was there for you know they had a good time. They were there for competition, but everybody yeah. was friends and everybody was very cordial to each other. So. It's, been fun to watch. Yeah, been fun to watch. And then, but then on Monday, as this episode comes out, we'll be at Dunes West playing our forty-plus event at Dunes West, uh, first one of the year. Uh, actually, second one of the year. We we slipped one in there in Daltal. I forgot about that. Uh, slipped yeah. one in Daltal back in January too. So a team event, right? That was a team event. Um, and off the top of my head, I believe it was uh, Danny Sullivan. Yeah, and Eddie Hargett. They won the senior. Eddie Hargett won the senior one. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to put you on the spot there. I just. There's a lot of events to keep up with. You would think yeah. in January we wouldn't be so quite so busy, but I guess we were. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, real things are real good. I tell you, I can keep up with it and keep it straight. Yeah. My SCGA app, you ought to try it. <laughs> That's right there on um, your phone. Yeah, I should have I should looked at my SCGA app, but that, that's still going strong. Uh, you can, All the new tournaments this year, you can register. You can see all the, all the events we've got coming up. We're also doing a little bit of a push. We're looking for some rules officials. Um we don't ask our rules officials to travel much. We kind of do it in a general geographical area where they live. But if, if anybody's interested in getting into the rules official business or volunteer business at that, just yeah. touch base with us here at the SCGA offices, and Kyle Maloney will be your contact. But uh, anybody can help, and we'd love to get, get some more, more individuals involved and, and get them out there to help us help us get some of these guys and girls around the golf course when they can. You can be part of that family I just talked about a minute ago as a volunteer as well. There it is. It's, it's a good family. You get to know everybody. So, today, we've got Charles Warren, a board member. Yep. And a South Carolina Golf Hall of Fame member. And a South Carolina Amateur Champion. And, yeah. And I'm, your most recent four-ball champion, I believe. I, you're right. Well, Delahousse had a big part of that. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, man, what a, great, what a great opportunity we had. And Charles, what a great story he's got and the things he's done. And, yeah. uh you know he's accomplished a lot and 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 did his time on, on the tour and did his time waiting to get back to amateur ranks. I think he what he tells eight and a half years he yeah, had to wait. Yeah. Um. So he's done his time and we're excited to have him back. Uh, excited to have him on our board and I, I think everybody will enjoy hearing hearing what he's got to say. Here you go. 
Charles Warren, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. This is going to be a special one. I'm excited. Yeah, I've been excited. I didn't get any sleep about this last night. I've been waiting for this all afternoon. Yeah, I didn't get an agenda, so I, I can imagine this one's going to go off script. That's a how bit. we want it. I would think there's probably people fairly nervous about what Charles could tell. You, you can't the- see my knee tapping over here, but it is. <laughs> well, we could go all kinds of different directions, but we're going to kind of keep it in the lane here, so yeah. we'll, go, we'll kind, of, kind of get going here. But thank you for being here with us. Uh, we're at Holly mm-hmm. Tree Country Club today. Um Snow on the ground out there. Not much golf weather today, so we figured this would be a good thing to do. Somebody's out there hitting balls. Yeah, dedication, baby. He's been out there for about an hour. Yeah. Dedication right there. Um, so where did you grow up? Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. How did you get introduced to golf? My dad and my granddad, yeah. I grew up. Um, we were members at Wildwood when I was a kid. My granddad was a member at Columbia Country Club and uh, grew up kind of at those two golf courses. Grant Bennett taught me how to play the game. and Really? Got a whole bunch of lessons under the tree there at Wildwood. And Man. about 1987, we joined Forest Lake and, and went over there. And Joey Graham was really a big part of um, kind of that transition in, in high school uh, and helping me with my golf swing that and my whole game. He used to, we used to play a bunch out at Forest Lake. And I think that was he was a big influence into kind of my right. entry into college golf. I got to spend some time with Mr. Bennett couple different lessons along with 55 other people that try to teach me how to play golf but he didn't rip any belt loops off of you did he no well i i can i can vividly remember exactly what you're talking about (laughs) but uh in fact jonathan bird and i were talking about he had a there was an old pine tree on the range on the tee kind of left side of the tee at wildwood and half the people are going to watch this know exactly the tree i'm talking about and uh so four or five people know. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, I mean, he'd have you over there. He'd have you up against this tree hitting balls. And there, yep. there was a belt looper, too. That well, He was something, man. He was he was the most physical teacher I ever worked with as mm-hmm. far as getting in there. And, I mean, he mm-hmm. where he wanted you, he put you, and by God, you did it or, or else. He uh, The golf in the state of South Carolina is better because of Grant Bennett. There's no, no doubt, doubt about it. And no doubt about it. I never had the pleasure of meeting Grant. So – Wildwood, were you there when the birds were there? Oh, yeah. I mean, you grew up with them? Yeah. Oh, my, our moms, all three of us. So I was more Jordan's, you know, because yeah. it's kind of a two-year age group. So Jordan and I were more of contemporaries in junior golf because we were always in the same age group. But our moms took us to junior tournaments for okay. years. Drove us to Timberlake, played with Biff. Yeah. I mean, we grew up playing together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were uh, we played a lot of golf together. He beat me like a drum then, too. I was playing for Chapin. I thought I was something because I was number one at Chapin. That wasn't much tall until Charles came over there and took care of business. I don't know about all that. <laughs> this is an odd fact that doesn't relate anything to golf, but do you know what Jack the Ripper's name is, who he suspected was? No. The name was Charles Warren. No kid. If Come you Google on. Charles Warren, you find See, Jack you the Ripper. every day. That's not good. No. You went to – you started at Hammond, didn't you? I was at Hammond through eighth grade and then went to Flora – in the ninth grade. Did Florida have a team then? They did not. They did not. I think the last time they had a team until whatever that was, call it 1989 or 90, was like the mid-'70s. Like, I, I want to give it a bunch of – maybe a Gus Sylvan or somebody yeah. like that was yeah. on that team. And they had a, they had some good teams. But, you know, a bunch of my buddies, we went home and told our parents in the eighth grade that we wanted to go to, you know, go to public school. And five of us left and went th- – two of us went to Dreer and three of us went to Florida. And – you know, that was one of the things that was kind of – we all did this and it sounded like a good idea until, you know, the next question was, do they have a golf team? The answer was no. So we found a math teacher that would drive us around and had four other guys that owned golf clubs. And, nice. And uh, we, had a, we had a blast. So, so y'all were kind of the, the, the first class of this – I mean, AC Floors won, I don't know how many state titles since I, your day. I've there, made but. it very clear to Harry Huntley and Robert Dargan that, that, <laughs> that it started then. There you go. <laughs> 
So that's awesome. That's yep. awesome. I, you talk about your math teacher who drove around the van. I, ours was the driver's ed coach there that, you that go. drove us around. They didn't know much about golf. There but, you go. Um, so uh, in high school, AC Florida, uh, you won the individual title. In I did. I think my ninety two. My junior year, I think you're yeah, right on I that. Right. Junior year, I won the three A state in Darlington, and then I won the Southern Cross maybe my senior year. Okay, Palmetto. Um, but played, but what's that? Is that Palmetto yeah. Southern Cross? Mm-hmm. But I think I played both as an individual. Right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it was. Uh, but I didn't, you know, as a junior golfer. I mean, you know, I didn't. AJGA was kind of coming on the scene, but I played all SCGA Carolinas golf events yeah we and we've mentioned it during this podcast before but you know back in our day i mean we're talking 90 92 93 somewhere in there but mm-hmm. they, they were junior events but nothing like there is today i mean they, you had a handful five or six mm-hmm. you played in and that was your majors for the summer and then that mm-hmm. was pretty much it there wasn't much during the winter time at all yeah and and that was kind of you know that generation was really the one that kind of started the whole ajga trend playing national golf because you know we didn't we we i would say that we started you know, there were a few – like Tommy Beershank was a, yeah. you know, nationally known world-class player um, and maybe a Justin Roof. Yeah. But other than really the couple of them, they're really – you know, there wasn't – definitely not me or, you know, even the birds for that instance. Right. I don't even know how many AJGA events they played. I don't well, I think it goes to show you a little bit, you know, the Junior Golf Association started in 90. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you and I were coming through and then what has come through and then now the, the the kids that we're kicking out here out through the state is just incredible the yeah, talent I, I, I couldn't be more proud of what you guys have done it's well, pretty cool it's been how, how old's your son now he's 15 okay is he still playing yeah he's starting to play and high school golf's coming this spring and he's uh he's he's getting into it which is which is Good. fun which will hopefully get me playing a little bit more there you go there you go so you got done at AC floor and went to Clemson mm-hmm who Penley come and get you and bring you in? Yeah, that's a pretty good story too that that he told. Um, so I was recruited by you know South Carolina, Walford, Furman as a college Charleston. Those that was about the extent of it. And I got this call. I don't remember how we we didn't have cell phones back then. Right. I, I guess I got a letter or Satellite. something. I got I got news <laughs> that Larry was going to come watch me in Oak Hill okay. in a nine hole high school match. Yep. And. Uh, you know, Monday high school match, as they all are, and we go out and we roll up out there, and they have air-fied the greens like an hour before oh, we get wow. there. I'm talking like holes like that. Mm. And it was, you know, I immediately went in half panic mode. But I don't know what it says about my putting, but, you know, I shoot 31 or two that day <laughs> and somehow made an impression on Larry. And I'll never forget when he called my house phone and said, you know, I want you to be a Tiger. And changed my life forever sure I mean what an experience what an opportunity and you took you took advantage of that opportunity too yeah I mean I was taking you know they took a chance on me and you know I really didn't know what the world looked like to be really honest with you um whether I'd play or not I really hadn't proven myself at that level and I came in you know with two AJGA All-Americans as my roommates my freshman year and um redshirted my freshman year got academics kind of pointing in the right direction and, and you know played my second year and um you know, kind of took off from there. Three-time All-American. Yeah, my sophomore year, I remember Larry and I. We were on the range in the in the fall at Houston at TPC Woodlands, and uh, I couldn't hit the hole from here. Oh wow! And just to show you how long ago this was, the innovation then was cross-handed. Like that was the innovation then, not any of these <laughs> other things. That was like the new thing. And he's like, "Give it a whirl." And I tried cross-handed and. Played decent that week and had a good spring and, you know, was a third-team All-American that year. And then my last couple of years, obviously, played real good doing yeah. putting like that. So, um, but that, I, I give Larry full credit for that. 
Were you cross-handed when you won that NCAA individual title in 97? I was, yeah. I Are was. Still cross-handed to this day? Yeah, I'm, I'm back to it. No, actually, well, it depends. What's today? <laughs> today's Friday. So today I think it's Claw Day. I think today's Claw Day. I hear you. I, I, I dabble now. I, 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 Do you? you know, we'll just kind of see what the flavor of the day is. And I don't think this is new to anyone, but putting is kind of your bugaboo throughout your career, right? I mean, everybody's got a yeah. little something they got to work on, but the puttings were kind of what, what got a hold of you. Yeah, you know, I can laugh about it now. It was obviously a full-time project at the time, sure. but, you know, that, that obviously I – mean, you can't – Put awful and really get a whole lot of traction with success at any any level, right? Um, but I was laughing with some guys this weekend. We were duck hunting, and buddy of mine was telling the story. Justin Converse was telling the story about my ball striking. And I said, "Yeah, you know, embarrassingly enough, I I can pretty much tell you with 100% certainty I'm the only guy on the PGA Tour to lead the tour in total driving and ball striking and lose my job." <laughs> Might be the only guy to do it in the same year, but I did lose my job. Well, we talked to Tommy Beershank earlier today, and he said you were the best ball striker there is. Well, he, he's sweet. We, we <laughs> played a lot of golf together. I, I, I can tell you I can say the same thing about him. Of, of If you were to rank, and I thought about this coming over here, I didn't know he talked with you all this morning, yeah. but when I look at when I look at kind of all the people I played with over the years, Tommy Beershank at 16, 17 years old, I'll never forget being at the U.S. Junior Crick and Tree. I sat on the range and watched that guy hit these – Old Muirfields for an hour and a half. Wow. You probably remember. Yeah, I mean, it was, impressive. it was unbelievable. Yep. Um, and he waxed us and went on to great success. And, you know, every time I see Tiger Woods, there's only one guy he asks about. Is that really? right? How's Tommy Beershank doing? Really? He told, he told that story about yeah. Bay 100%. Hill. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was we were talking and I got to thinking about it. And, you know, I, I've watched a lot of competitive golf throughout my years. And I, I, there are some – unique swings uh some good some bad mm -hmm. you always had that unique swing mm -hmm. i it, and it's david duvalish if i will mm -hmm. um it, it it was it was something different mm -hmm. and, and it was it was pure um but i could i could see you from 300 yards away and know who i was looking at yeah you know the, the head thing i don't even know where that came from i remember my dad brought somebody out to watch me at some junior tournament and the guy's like he's not even looking at the ball when he hits it and <laughs> right. my dad said something to me and i had no idea i was right. even doing it um, but I just think I'm right eye dominant. I think I'm just trying to get my right eye over the ball at impact. So I think that's kind of the reason for it. But you know, you're getting a head through there. I mean, I, I was always taught you, you, you let that right shoulder pull that head on through the thing. And I mean, I think that's a little bit different now. You watch these swings nowadays. It's, it's, it's a different ball game. Right? These kids are hitting it on their toes, and it's, it's just a whole place. bunch of different stuff going on now. The great. game has changed significantly. Uh, you, meant, you mentioned your two roommates. AJGA mm -hmm. All-Americans, mm -hmm. who were they? Chad Starlipper and Joey Maxson. Okay. Yep, cool. yep. They were. They came in, they had played a bunch of AJGA tournaments and had a lot of success. And I think, I want to say Chad played our first year and Joey and I both redshirted. Um, but, uh, yeah. Nice. Yep. Who else was on your team that during that time? So, my first year, I'm going to miss somebody, uh, and I forgive forgive me for yeah. that. So, uh, Danny Ellis, Bobby Doolittle, Mark Swaggart. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Britt Jones, Chad Starlipper, Richie Coughlin, uh, Joey, uh, uh, Lee Mason, Steve White, Mike Bice. Nice. So I think that was a pretty good run. That's pretty there. good for yeah. an old man. That's a big that. team. Yeah. That's a lot of guys. We were, we were good, but we had a lot of fun. I'm sure you did. We had a lot of fun. If you don't mind, I believe it was your Hall of Fame speech when you told a story – 
about the back of the van with Coach Penley? Ooh, yeah. You mind sharing that one again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I remember this one. Yeah, so, you know, Larry kind of knew how to always get us, right? I mean, he was – he's not the guy that's going to coach everybody the same, but he knows how to get everybody yeah. kind of going in the right direction. And I obviously won NCAAs my junior year, and, I, you know, I thought I was a big shot my senior year. And we are rolling into the spring, and we go to the farm in Dalton, Georgia, which is a tough golf course, or it was back then. And uh, I shoot 87 the first day. Okay. No, maybe the second day. And I'm in, I immediately go to the back of the van trying to hide out. And, and Larry pulls out of the parking lot, and he's starting down the driveway, and he slams on the brakes and puts it in park. And I'm like, mm-hmm, it's not going to be good. And uh, he goes to just giving us the business, all of us. We hadn't played good that day. Obviously didn't count. Yeah, and uh, he yelled at me, and he's like, he went, you know, went through my round, all this and that, and whatever. And he said, "You're gonna be the first NCAA champion in history not to defend because I'm not gonna take you." <laughs> Man, <laughs> wow! And and I immediately was like, mm, "Okay, well, that's 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 real." Yep. Yeah. He put so, it right in front of him. He did. Yeah. That's not the one I was talking about. Oh no, which one are you talking about? about oh, the, oh, Furman. The pity party. Yeah, yeah. So my wife and I started dating my oh third year of college and uh we had just started dating and we played the Furman tournament and um he uh she's like I want to come watch you play I said sure okay whatever and so we hadn't been dating a couple months and she comes out and I, I shoot 80 at Furman there's a lot of 80s involved here. <laughs> <laughs> so I shoot 80 at Furman and of course you know I'm you know, as soon as I'm no I'm not counting I'm going over and talking to her on the cart path and this and that and we get done, and we all, you know, we had the, we don't travel in these Mercedes Sprinter vans. We got the white window van with the doors that open like yeah, this. Yeah. So he opens the doors, and we all throw our golf bags, and he's like, get in, get in the van. And, and Jonathan or somebody was straggling and hadn't put their clubs in the back. So all of us are in the van, but one person. And he's like, just get in the van. Leave, leave your clubs. <laughs> so the door, back of the van's open, and he, he's giving us the business. And he – I, I – still give him credit for trying to he, he tested it but he tried to end my marriage before it started <laughs> because he declared that day that Charles you know Charles is eight over walking up the golf cart path with holding his girlfriend's oh, hand and having a full pity party and from now on there are no girlfriends allowed at golf tournaments that that's the clean version of the story <laughs> I mean the really I'm clean sure. version but you know of course we go out to close the back the door the doors and and Kelly's standing right there. Oh, she heard the whole thing. Oh, wow. And she's like, what do you say at that point? But see you back in Clemson. Yeah. But at least she knew it wasn't coming from you. It was coming from Coach, right? It, it was. And, and he was right, 100%. That's great. That is fun. Well, you, you, your amateur career, before we move on, uh, you, you won the 95 Carolinas Amateur Championship. Uh, and then with the South Carolina Golf Association, the 97 State Amateur right up the road at Thornblade, mm-hmm. beat Sammy Truett in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um I think another little piece of that that I didn't realize until now is Justin Roof was actually leading that day. He there was there was an internal out of bounds issue on eight. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if that's what got him. He got him a yep. quad on eight. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's exactly right. He hooked it on five, I guess. Uh, no, he hooked it on eight over on five. Two right. five. Yeah. 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 Yep. So he, he yep. took, but, but still with that, and not to get away from your championship, Justin still with that had a chance to get oh, into yeah. the playoff on the last oh, hole. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember right? how it played out. Sammy and I were kind of battling it out. I think we were all three playing together, maybe. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I don't know. I, hard to remember that far back. But um, I remember the last couple holes. I remember I had to make a putt to force a playoff. Like a, I had it in the front bunker on 18 yep. and had to get it up and down to force a playoff with Sammy. Wow. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. I mean, Sammy was a player. I mean, he was he was oh, thirty five ish yeah. in that oh, area. Yeah. And yeah, that was it was a it was a fun that was a fun 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 day. And I'll give you the credit to that too, because you came up just like you did in the NCAA's. You came up the very next year and runner up. So it wasn't like a one time show on, on either one of those events. Yep. Obviously, yeah, that was um, you know, anytime you have a lot of pride in your state, you want to win your state amateur championship. Right, and that's one that I whole very dear for sure well it's good to have you on that list it's a good list too so no it's doubt. nice to have you highlighting that thing um from there you kind of got you went into the professional ranks mm-hmm. and tell us about your travels and what you did through that the yeah processes. so uh got down to 98 we uh finished second in the ncaa's in albuquerque and that was kind of a sore spot ending to a what was a fun college career <laughs> right still sore pretty sore <laughs> um lost to unlv and then uh i turned pro right after that and uh had some exemptions on what was then the Nike Tour, and I played, I think, I don't know, 11, 13 Nike Tour events from June through the end of the year. And, um, you know, kind of got started, had some success, finished seventh at Sedgefield, my first one finished 15th, I think, the next week in Hershey. And, you know, it was just kind of a learning experience, and then went to Q School, and at the time we could get our PGA Tour cards. I played incredible that week and got my PGA Tour card, and that was definitely the worst thing that ever happened in my career. Really? Yeah, for sure. 1999, you're on the tour. Yeah. Right out the gate. Yep, yep. So six months removed from college, I'm going into a world that, in my era, I was not anywhere near prepared for any aspect of it. I mean, these kids now are ready for it. Right. 15, seriously. Um, But I just wasn't ready. It was just a whole new world, learning new golf courses that these guys have played for 25 years. And, you know, it's just – I was a – deer in headlights and uh joe ogilvy and david sewell and i we traveled together we roomed with each other we slept on floors and that's great you know it, looking back on it it was a fun time but i mean i'd missed every cut on the west coast up until pebble beach and i get to pebble beach and i shoot 70 at poppy hills the first day i shoot 66 at spyglass and then i wake up on saturday and i've got that day at pebble that day five iron on seven from 100 yards mm. I shoot 86 and miss the cut oh I go God. from third to missing the cut to make my first cut on the west coast and it was just kind of downhill from there yeah yeah well how many years were you out there I played 15 total eight I think eight out there seven on the yeah corn ferry whatever it is you had a stretch though for like five or six years where you're back on the tour right Oak yeah so I, I played I had shoulder surgery in 2000 um I think my, I'm gonna get my years right I had shoulder surgery and set out most of that year um, came back, played okay in 2001, won the BMW in 2002, missed by like one spot that year. 2003, I played good, missed by four or five spots that year, something like that. And then in uh, 04, I won twice and got my card back. And I think I played out there from 05 to, if you count the conditional years, right. call it 12 or 11 or something like that. Man. So you still involved with the TPC or the – Council? No. Okay. Uh, was I with the tour? Yeah. No. Were. I mean, I was at the time. I was on the player advisory council and. All Remember, that I saw you. It was about three years ago, at, at uh, Quail Hollow. I was walking out of the locker room and you were there for a meeting. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's right. I forgot yeah. I saw you guys up there. You were doing your podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm involved with some of the events up there. I served on the host committee for the 2017 PJ and be doing that again this year for the Presidents Cup. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you finished up your career. I guess it was 2010. Was that was that or you retired in 12? 12. Yeah. Well, let, let, 12. let's let's 
there, there's difference when when you retire. <laughs> there's a press conference and there's I no more working. I quit. I was putting it like there are two different there, two different things. Well, I want to get this out there because I, I know you know you and I have discussed it a lot and and you know the the USGA and their amateur status process and you had talked about wanting to get your amateur status mm-hmm. back just because just so you could play in some just to be competitive in some areas or yeah. some things but. You know, most of the time, for those who don't know, that the, the the waiting period for amateur status kind of to an extent is, is two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put nine? It was eight, yeah. Eight, eight years on you. Yeah. And, you know, Biff, to be real honest, you, 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 you quit, and you're obviously going through the emotions of that, going through the what am I going to do next with my life kind of thing. And, you know, I, I had to make that decision. Yeah. You know, is that, is that the path I want to go down, or do I – want to, for whatever reason, keep my professional status. And I said, you know what, I'm going to lob this thing in and, you know, go down that path. I didn't have any interest in playing competitive golf in the near future. Right. But I had no idea that it was going to come back that. Well, you know, the th- and it, but a reason I bring it up is because you you did your time. I think that's one of the things. I mean, that that, that was unheard of at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you did your eight years. You, 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 you waited your time. You bided your time. You played in whatever little club events that you could play in. But um, – you know, to to that was I was excited to, to get you back to see you back because I mean it, it's I would hate the fact that you would go through the rest of your life career golfing ability mm-hmm. career and and not be able to compete at some level. Yeah, you know that's a good point. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, at the end of the day, golf's a big part of my life. Right. My son's fifteen; he's going to play some, and you know that's the reason I did it. I felt like my future in golf was going to be more pleasurable and interesting to me as an amateur than as a professional. Yeah. And, um, and if the USGA said no, then, you know, whatever, so be it. Um, so, but, you know, when it's all said and done, I think that uh, I, I'm hoping to get a little bit more energy to play a little bit more. But yeah. th- this year was fun, dabbled yeah. a little bit. Well, you, you played in a four ball, and, and Delahousie led you to a championship He did, there. yep. He I did. watched it. Yep, he, um, I, he, I give him full credit for that one. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm, I was eagerly awaiting your amateur return. I was ready for Charles to go win some things, and after round one of that four ball at Musgrove, y'all weren't the medalist after round one. <laughs> no. uh-uh. I can't remember who I talked to. I was like, that's kind of disappointing. What's wrong with them, man? And then y'all came back and won it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, I'm a you – know, I'm a little sensitive to the uh, kind of coming back guns a-blazing, so I think four ball's kind of my speed. Well, I think it's a lot of people's speed. <laughs> no, hey, but hang sure. on. Let me preface it by saying that a 72-hole stroke play tournament frightens me a little bit. I understand. Not 10 years removed from it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot. Well, it is it is a lot, but it's, it's good to have you back. Um, you know, we brought on uh, – I don't know if you remember this, Alan, but you know, back in February, I guess, you got March, you got a phone call, and – uh, he joined SCGA board with us, which was oh, – That's right. You're a board member now. That's right. He's a board member. So watch your P's and yeah, Q's. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we would have trying to conducted ourselves differently. Um, no, nah, but it, it was good to have you on. And, you know, it's, it's again, we're, we're working that board a little bit to where we've got some, some youth on there, mm-hmm. some people with some opinions, some experience, and I think you bring a lot of that to the SCGA board. Yeah, you know, I, and, and I'm, I echo your sentiment. But, you know, I think that you guys – what you've done is incredible. Your dad obviously – started this whole trend and and you're doing an incredible job but you know i I am i am very very proud to to be a product i'm very proud for that to have been my platform to have a moderately successful golf career and i look forward to being a part of it moving forward it's going to be fun what's career now what are we doing insurance yeah commercial insurance yeah i'm with gallagher um in greenville and uh, it's been now nah, I'll be nine years in April first, and it's wow. been a, it's been a great. It's just been a lot of fun. I've been very fortunate and lucky to have just great people around me and great team, great culture. 
Good. Uh, it's been fun. You, and you playing out of Greenville Country Club? Yep. When I do play, I play out of Chanticleer or Riverside, and we got two great golf courses. And I, sh- I, I wish I practiced a little bit more than I did, but you know, when it gets a little warmer, we'll be there. There you go. There you go. I tell you what, we were talking, uh, you know, golf courses and grass and. Man, what they did at Riverside when they changed over. I mean, what just what a what a our, our, the greens there have been incredible since they've they've redone them. And you know, Craig Harris is a rock star. Sure, I mean, he is a full blown rock star with what he does with both those golf courses. Yeah, we did our mid amateur there. I think he was in 18, 18 or nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can tell you, I mean, we, you know, some of the top Kyle Beard won it, and and we had some people come off of those greens. I, wa- I watched course. it. Yeah, I watched and, it. And they they said that these are the best greens I've ever put it on. Yeah, and that goes to show you how much. Well, one, how far Bermuda grass has gone. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, when we played, you could hear it. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's Checking funny. up on your putts on you. Uh, I want to make a little call back to your Clemson days and a story I heard, and you don't have to tell it if you don't want to, but oh boy. about Matt Kuchar. Wasn't that you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. yeah. you mind telling that one? Yeah. yeah. Was it that yeah. ACC championship? Yeah. Yeah. Napoleon Complex was an issue from the get-go. <laughs> The uh, we uh, it was my uh, senior year. I was playing with Kuchar. It was us and Georgia Tech, and we'll go with the NC State or Virginia was our third team, and we were kind of neck and neck with Georgia Tech, and um, they had a good team. Bryce Mulder, Kuchar, um, they had they had a good team that year, and um, we came up on the putting green. I you know we all have our bags on our shoulders, and we kind of come up there and you know throw our bags down. And it was like, you know, we were all going to hit putts. And I looked at Cooch. I said, I, I, don't, I don't know what y'all are wasting your time for. Y'all are playing for second today. <laughs> and the other four guys on my team were literally like, you didn't just say that, did Oh, you? wow. And I was like, yeah, that's right, boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Poster board material. So, thank right. goodness that we, uh, we went out and backed it up and, and took care of business. But uh, I put the flag down pretty quick. That's that awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, Tiger Golf Gathering. I'm going to try and – two subjects together Charlie Roundtree and Tiger Golf Gathering yep Let's, which one do you want to talk about first well I mean it's, it's one story okay so um, we have uh, we started a tradition Charlie Roundtree um, had a hunting place down in Rem and I starting well it would have been about then 2002 one 2002 actually so okay. 2002 uh, Ben Duncan and myself were down there with Charlie kind of riding around and I had kind of started my career um, had played a little bit on tour, a little bit, you know, I played some pro-ams and whatnot, and we had some success. Maybe it was 03, and, and I went to um, – I asked Charlie, I said, look, you know, we had just – excuse me, it was 03 because we won the national championship with 10 South Carolina products, yep, yep. not just five, all 10. All 10. And I said, um, you know, one of the things that we do, we go around the country and raise money for everyone, these charities for different players – in the cities that they live in and I said I want to do something like that and I said there's two kind of common threads amongst Clemson golfers at the time was obviously Clemson Golf and the South Carolina Golf Association so I kind of floated it to Charlie and Charlie's a great idea guy I mean he's a great idea guy and so you know we threw a bunch of spaghetti on the wall I mean a bunch and um, I called Jonathan and Lucas and said look you know I want to do this and I I need y'all to buy into this and they immediately were like absolutely we're in and so I think, oh, they won the national championship in 03. Our first year was doing it that year, which was just lucky timing. Yep. So we had something to celebrate that year. And, um, you know, it was a small event. I remember we met with um, your dad and yep. Charlie and me and Larry. 
met at Musgrove Mill. Yeah. And that was the first meeting. And I could be missing somebody there, but um, we just basically said this is what we want to do. Obviously, Clemson Golf was the big kind of center of it, but, you know, everybody knew that South Carolina Golf Association was something we wanted. But, man, the time – like you said, the timing of it. I mean, you had Glover coming off the U.S. Open yeah, not long was, before, and yeah. you had the national championship. You had Jonathan doing what he was doing at the time. That's right. We it, The timing was – looking back on it, we were – the timing was lucky. I, I say that, but to be honest with you, you know, not to toot Larry's horn or Clemson Golf, but, you know, the reason that I thought it made sense was because we were kind of starting that trend to having some guys out there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, – you know, they were immediately in, and, and, and you know, Jonathan, you know, won right out of the gates out of college, and Lucas obviously had started to have a good career, which has turned into an incredible career, yeah. and, and it's the event's been a lot of fun. And, and so one of the things, I mean, you know, Charlie, one of the struggles that we've had in all transparency was we're having a fundraiser, we're having a party. And, you know, my initial goal was I just want to get everybody back in the same room I want to see everybody. I want to see different generations of Clemson golfers. And I just want to have fun. And we'll raise some money as a byproduct, yeah. but I just want to have fun. And that was kind of the beginning to it. And we really started out, you know, Charlie was very clear, you need to have a goal, have something tangible you're raising money for. And, you know, ironically enough, we're all great ball strikers, and we didn't have much of a short game facility. And so that was our initial goal. We wanted to raise money just to build a chipping green and a putting green. And it started out really small, and it kind of morphed into – Obviously, a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, we got a full-fledged golf house. Yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive. It's been it's been interesting and fun to watch that all play out. But it's you know we're all very proud of it for sure. And just to, the end of that was because y'all y'all were doing it every year for a little bit, and then we went to every other year just mm-hmm. to kind of take the pressure off of the schedules and what have you. But just had the most recent one this past December. Yeah, and uh, maybe one of the most successful ones too. From yeah, it, it is the most successful one. So the three biggest ones to that point were the year John Lucas won the U.S. Open, I think the year we won the the maybe the first couple years, and then obviously this year we had an you know Turk Pettit and Lucas yep. and Larry retiring, and it was kind of the culmination of a whole bunch of really cool things to celebrate, and it was a fun night. That's awesome. Yeah, yep. I forgot about Turk. Yeah, and Doc. Yep. Yeah, you've had quite a few. Yep. Um, yeah, the pedigree through through Clemson golf has been pretty incredible. Well, and the cool thing about it is, is you know, I, I, having look looking at it in the rearview mirror now, I think one of the things I'm most proud of is anytime you see any of those guys you just named on tour, they mention Clemson golf. Yeah. And they mention South Carolina, and they mention the things that I'm proud to have been a part of, and I think that's you know that's the kind of player that we have and. You know, that's who we want representing both organizations. And quite honestly, that's why they come back to the event because they're that kind of that yeah. kind of guys. Where did your relationship with Charlie begin when you were junior? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody. I mean, if you play junior golf in South Carolina. Right. A round tree touched your life, right? You came through the Country Club of Lexington with a junior championship. That's right. You got, that's exactly yep, right. That's exactly right. right here's, that's something right. I, here's something I ask everybody. Did you ever hit it out of bounds, number one? At the Lexington Junior Championship? <laughs> nope, I did not. Okay. No, nope, I did not. But but here comes the question about the junior team matches. I know that one's coming. No. I, 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 watched round, I, I stomached watching Roundtree on this thing, and I knew it was coming. <laughs> what is it? He, was, he couldn't list who had played on the team, but he sure knew who wasn't on the team. Charles never made the team. No. Oh. There's a bunch of us that didn't. Yeah. Kisner, Bill. Yeah. And I know this from this podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, you, go, you walk in our office, and, and our office is, is what it is, but it's our home. And we have all the pictures from the very first Georgia team matches on there. And you go through and you can look and see all the faces, the Rhymers, the Beershanks, the Birds. 
And you're right. There are some significant names that are not part of those. And I think Roundtree just likes holding it over our head because we didn't conquer Lexington (laughs) Country Club. (laughs) Uh, What would be a piece of advice you'd give an up-and-coming golfer? I mean, you know, I'll tell a funny story about Tip Price. Tip Price is a great junior player at our club. And uh, Brian, his dad's a close friend of ours. He's on our board and uh, grew up with you. Mm Y'all have been friends for a long time. And we were, I mean, the kids were, my son's the same age as Tip, and they were probably, this was probably three years ago, they probably, I don't know, 11, 12, 13. So four dads, four kids go, and we decided, as very wisely, so let's just flip it around. Let's play with other kids. Our kids don't want to play with us, so let's, let's flip it around. And Brian asked me, he's like, ride around with Tip and run him through the ringer. See what he needs to work on. <laughs> After nine holes, I was like, nope, we got nothing. Yep. We got nothing. I got nothing from a course strategy, from a shot, from a club. I mean, these kids are so much more prepared than we were at that age. And then you, you extrapolate that out to 15 and 17. I mean, it is insane how much more prepared all of these kids are and how much better they are. I'll tell you, to your point on tip, I was with him at the we – he was in the playoff at the Tradition Club last summer, uh, 20, first event we did after COVID. And he, I was with him. He hit a ball over the green, and we were going back to look for his golf ball. And uh, as we're walking to the area where we don't know where his golf ball is, Tip is looking at the green and where the grain's running and where he can hit his next shot, even though we don't even know if he's going to find his golf ball. Yeah. But that's the mentality. I, man, when I was that age, I was going down to find a golf ball, and I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. He's already planning his strategy for that next shot. I mean, I, I can't speak for everyone else, but I'm, the Oklahoma State guys were pretty physically – you know, they worked out in college, but, I, I mean, I never worked out until after college. No sports psychologist, no trainer, no nutrition, no, you know, all the, you know, technology. I mean, just think about how much – I didn't have a cell phone until I was on tour. Now right. these kids can have a virtual lesson with their instructor anytime they want. Incredible. It's a different world. I, th- I think you guys still have, unless they gave it back to you, they have your NCAA driver, the Ping Zing Probably too. do. Yeah, I think we got that somewhere. It's in I, Joe's I office. Lean on Joe to see if he there's knows a, exactly where it is. There's a dent in it. I think you and I have talked about the there's dent. A, there was a there was a there was an incident. There, <laughs> was it was a pecan? No, okay. no, I don't think a it was a pecan. I think it was a Forest Lake Club tee marker. Okay, the little metal thing still. <laughs> so you played a lot of golf there, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Now, I, you know, a big part of probably why I felt like I was a was a good ball striker because if you can get it started off line out there off the tee, you're kind of we. I know you know this. We did our junior championship out there last June, and uh, it was incredible what that membership came came together and did. I and mean, we had for a junior championship, where I've never seen this in my life, we had a ninety thousand dollar budget, and and we spent the majority of it. Mm-hmm. But the club raised the majority of it too, which was incredible. Well, it's been fun. You know, obviously, I've been removed from it for a while, but you know, I know a bunch of members, and I know everybody that was really supporting it, and got to know some new members through the team matches last yeah. summer. Um, That's right. And uh, you know, it, it's. It's, I had four or five non-members call me that went and watched and said, look, man, the forest lake you grew up on is not what it is today. <laughs> nope. And that, you know, that makes me proud. When's the last time you've been – have you played it any time recently? I haven't played it. It's probably been – it might be 10 years, really? 15 years, yeah. So along with work and uh, a little bit of golf here and everything, hunting, hunting and big part of your life, isn't it? Yeah, I like to hunt and fish. I like to fly fish and duck hunt and deer hunt. Huh. And, uh, you know, it, it's – playing golf for as long as I did you know I want it to be recreation but I don't ever see it be my primary recreation kind of getaway activity yeah um obviously you know I 
love it, but you know, I think hunting and fishing is really kind of what I enjoy getting away to. Right. Well, it's good. Good, you know, Roundtree. He knows. He knows a few things. He's got it he's all got hemmed up. That farm he's got is, is pretty incredible. So it I know is. y'all got to spend some time there. Well, Charles, <clears throat> anything else you want to say? To any hap people? stories? Yeah. Anything that blows you your socks have a off? Good anything hap? Any hap stories I know that, I, that I can tell? Well, to an extent, in front of you or other people, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard them all, brother. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no hap. hap you know anybody that played in our generation i mean you know you oh, saw yeah. it i mean you know what he, your dad meant to all of us and and you know just that whole generation bobby foster i mean i could tell stories about that whole crowd i mean there's just a whole lot of people that meant a whole lot to us as kids that i hope they know how much we appreciate it well and you know i think to that point too is, is you know it, hap, hap is obviously a big part of what happened with with golf and junior golf but it was the people like Charlie Roundtree's and the Grant Bennett's and the Bobby Foster's and those that you mentioned and those a lot of those that we were missing the yep. the Carolinas PGA and the superintendents and everybody kind of working together to make the state of South Carolina what we are as far as golf and and and, and what we can produce out of here. Yeah, and I'm, obviously it's grown a ton since then. But yeah. you know all of those people there. You know if, if I go back and try to list all the people that meant something to me in my young career, um, you know it. it it was, it was a ton of people. I remember Crick and Tree one year for the U.S. Junior Qualifier. I had a moment that day, and that they had the trailer. They had the pro shop and the yep, trailer yep, behind. Yep, I remember that. Yep. And uh, and Bobby pulled me back in the back office, and he gave me a piece of paper that said, "I will think and act like Jack Nicholas." Ooh, wow! And it is. I still have it to this day. Really? Yes, sir. That's incredible. Yep. Yeah. So little things like that you sure. do for these kids, you might not think matters. Right. And I think it's important. Yeah, no, that's great. Well, I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to have you back part of the South Carolina Golf Association as uh, on our board um, and, and participating here and there where, you, where you're comfortable with it and, uh, you know, being a part of what we're trying to do as far as growing this game. And, and I know you're you, – you, uh, Charles is a big part of our junior team matches we just did last last July at your club at Greenville Country Club. That was a lot of fun. Very eye opening. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I don't want any part of those kids. They can play. They can play. Yeah. You're still playing uh, company golf for the most part, right? I do. We play a little bit. We do a little bit of entertaining golf wise. Yeah. Kyle Thompson's obviously working with us now, and, yeah. and and he does a little bit more of it than I do. But I think you know golf's always. Clemson and golf are going to be a big part of my life no matter what I do. You and Kyle don't give any grief to each other with the Clemson Carolina thing, do you? You got no idea. <laughs> I can only imagine. And you, you let him off work last week, huh? I did. We let him off work. Yeah. Trust me, there were a few side bets in the office on that one. I was, I was proud of him. He did good. He did play good. I was proud of him. That's good. Well, Charles, thank you for everything. Thank you for being here with us today. It's good to have you part of this. And thank you. Uh, we look forward to spending a lot more time with you in the future. Thank you. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. 